This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome back to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and Giannis Chinez. This is our post-match show of Fulham's 2-1 to loss to Manchester City at the Etihad. And we're going to be asking the question, if you're watching live, feel free to share your thoughts. Did Fulham get screwed at the Etihad? That's the title of the show. So we're going to talk about that in detail. We'll talk about other topics as well. There's a lot to get through, guys, in this match. It's not just about the De Bruyne situation. There's a lot of other situations to talk about, but we're going to focus on that. Guys, I told you I had a topic for you to begin the show. So we are going to focus on what happened with the very end of the match. But I'm going to ask you this, and I want you to be honest with me. Max, I'm going to give you first crack at this. So if we're going to talk about the De Bruyne situation, I want to bring up something that has happened with Fulham. Okay? Max, did Mitro cheat against Aston Villa? I, I I don't know. I don't think you can compare compare them. Why? I, I, because it's Why? it's a big club bias. Because the real question is, I understand the big club bias. William, We're talk about William. that. Why does William not get a penalty last week against Everton? <laughs> that's that's the correct thing to compare it to. Those are very okay. similar situations here. Okay. I just think but that I'm just trying to be the, honest here. I don't think so. I don't think he did. I don't think so. No. You don't think that when the player when Louise bumped him he just went back flailing and that's a headbutt russ i mean douglas louise put himself in that situation with a headbutt douglas louise that card got anthony robinson that was that was a mistake that was a very bad decision i think (laughs) anthony robinson didn't barely touch if he even touched de bruyne i totally agree he went down like he was shot and that is totally different than i think what happened which is a head-to-head you know collision different situation it's it's a big club bias it really is okay i not going to disagree with that, but I want to bring something that has happened to Fulham. You know, listen, the calls go with you and they go against you. This is one that went for Fulham, but if I got to be honest with you, I think Mitro cheated Villa. I'm just going to say it. 
Giannis, I'm going to go to you because I want to focus on De Bruyne, but I wanted to bring something back just so we're honest here that we talk about things that happen with Fulham too. What are your thoughts? Uh, if you die, if you die, you're cheating. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's. I think it's. And mind you, saying that it is asking. Okay, but I want to. I, I mean, want I mean, to I mean, hear your thoughts on Mitro first. Those those buggers. I um, useless club. Um, but yeah, I I don't like it. Um, okay. I don't like it. I don't think there's any time for it. Um, okay, but I'm asking you specifically what happened with Fulham. Do you not want to talk about that? Well, if he if he if he if he dives, uh, okay, Mitro dives against Villa, then it's cheating. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I you know, um, <laughs> die hard, but it's. I mean, if if it's not if it's if it's not good enough for one, it's not good enough for another. I'm not going to condone it. Okay. Um, I just think that in this day and age, 2022, yep. if there is diving, yep, and the referee has made a, a call and it's incorrect, yep, that is the whole point of VAR, and that's okay. getting the right call. Okay. And that's where the De Bruyne thing and others will say, well, they had the chance to 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 reverse it and they didn't. Okay, let's get right to it, Max. I think Fulham were screwed. It sounds like you did as well. I've watched this back several times. I actually put up some pictures, some screenshots. And if Anthony Robinson touches him, and I don't even know if he actually even did. The one thing that I saw from the De Bruyne situation is that De Bruyne looks like he makes contact first. And then he does his pirouette dive, whatever you want to call it. It's cheating in my book. So in my book, Fulham got screwed here, Max. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's so fr frustrating. It's disgraceful by the referees because they've been influenced by Pep, by De Bruyne, by the entire stadium at, at Man City. He gave in to the call. He gave into it. And it, it's 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 sad because it didn't look like he had any independence in that moment. You just knew he was going to point to the spot. And I think Giannis makes a good point. Where was the VAR check? It seemed like right. barely anything happened. No one even uh, on the feed I was watching didn't even show a replay of VAR. It was just the kind of normal replay and boom, the penalty. It's sad. I think I've lost all respect for De Bruyne as a player. Um, and and the same thing happened two seasons ago with Sterling when they got awarded a penalty. Right. It's a pattern. You know, that's that, that's that's the way the world works. That's the way the Premier League works. Big clubs and big moments get penalties. I'm glad and that I think, you brought up the Sterling one because yeah. that is exactly the same thing, Max. The, the, the league wants thing. a title race, you know, and it wouldn't have really fit into their narrative if Fulham you know, had gotten a point here. Arsenal would have gotten ahead. It's, it, it's a joke because... As you said, Russ, De Bruyne goes down like he was sniped. It's yes. not even a natural position, the way he falls and the way he swings out his legs. And again, looking at each replay, we do have to say, to be fair, I think Robinson was rash because he gave the referee a chance to okay. make a mistake. The referee made a mistake, a big one, but okay. Robinson didn't need to give the ref a chance because he should have known that anything in the box, the city players are going to go down and flop and appeal, and they're going to swarm the referee like they did multiple times that match. Um, including when Cancelo got sent off, which actually was a great call. Yep. And they tried to change the ref's mind. Robinson has to be smarter. And I think, honestly, that's what Marco Silva said. We've seen Marco Silva apoplectic at refereeing decisions right. in the past. He didn't seem angry. He was more kind of reserved, disappointed. The ref. Yep. No, very good there, Max. And uh, I think Max might have uh, stalled there. Giannis, I want to yeah. go to you. I, I want to <laughs> get your thoughts on this because – I see it as cheating. You talked about, you know, you're honest when it comes to Fulham. So that's why, that's how I wanted to start this off by talking about a situation that happened to Fulham with Metro. 
Yeah. But this is Kevin DeBruyne. Where yeah. Max was going, it's hard not to think this way, to think that, the, you know, the big clubs get these calls, the stars get the calls, but this is outright cheating. He knew what he was doing. He absolutely knew what he was doing here. This is cheating to me. Giannis, your thoughts? Yeah, it, it is. But again, I'm going to say, if, if, if I mean, I thought the ref had a good game. Um, okay. he's, if he's made a mistake, which he has, then that's why you have VAR. Because every right. goal is checked. So his, his is done at, you know, at the speed of the game. It's a split-second decision. He makes the decision. He believes the decision to be correct. But VAR is the safety net to ensure that the right, right call is made. Right. So back, That's the point of this that I don't understand because yeah. I don't think they went to VAR. And Max, I think Kevin De Bruyne pulled your feed because uh, you were <laughs> just uh, taken off our feed. So I want to get your thoughts. Why do you think, again, I've seen no talk about this. I'm assuming that this did not go to VAR, that this is a decision by the referee himself. I haven't seen any talk that says that this went no. to VAR. No. It doesn't make sense. I think, I, I I don't know. Looking back, there probably was contact. I think it was very light and not enough to go down, but I think there was contact. And I think VAR looks at that and says, we can't overturn a call with contact because they're limited in that sense. But if the contact is perpetrated by De Bruyne, even if the con contact continues with Anthony Robinson, isn't that with De Bruyne? Isn't he the one that should be responsible? Isn't he the one that should have been given a yellow card for simulation? I agree. I think Chris makes a good point in the chat. I think sometimes Avar's scared to overturn a call like that. Yep. Yep. And that's I'm, I'm going to share some comments from our friend Chris Goodwin. Kevin De Bruyne cheated plain and simple. VAR should have intervened and Kevin De Bruyne should have gotten booked. I completely agree with that. I don't know if I agree with this, Chris. Pep coaches his team to cheat. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I just think that, again, these are calls that big six teams get that star players get. So that might be the case, but I just it irritates me watching this back that this happened, Max. And Giannis, I want to get your thoughts on, on this as well. What, what do you make of some of these comments from Chris Goodwin? I, I think, apart from his comment of a start about losing to the Jets, which I'll just overlook. Okay, well, um, I didn't share that, by the way. I didn't share. <laughs> no, he's right. Um, but but I, I think I've said this before. We've got a number of sports, um, uh, hockey for sure, uh, rugby union and, and rugby league, uh, cricket, um, where even tennis, where they go, they go upstairs if there's a call that's marginal, right. and they check. And it seems that the technology for those sports seems to work and, and and it's you rarely i mean if you if you've ever for, for the you know the viewers and listeners if you've watched um a rugby union international or rugby league i mean we've got women's world cup right now men's rugby league world cup and women's right. world cup if there's a marginal call the ref will go upstairs and there's usually two or three people in the booth and then it the you can hear the transparency between the actual chat discussions between upstairs and the officials with explanations in deep where the, the, the referees go to the captain or the captains explain, this is the call that they've seen upstairs. This is the ruling. 
And in no sports, you, you right. rarely, if ever, get dissension because they right. get, make the right call. In this particular instance, I don't know if VAR was checked. They're supposed to check every goal if they've done that. Uh, if they've done that, I don't. I don't believe this is a goal. And back to the comment no. about um, Pep coaching cheats. If Pep coaches cheats, then every coach is responsible. There isn't a coach in the land that will will ever say, "Well, don't sort of admonish challenges right. if you know where you are in the box or just out of the box." There isn't one. There's never been one at that level. Okay. Um, De Bruyne's been around for long enough. He felt the pressure. Max has got it right because the, the challenge from Robinson was a little rash. All he needed to do was hold him up. He didn't, but that's fine. He's had a super season, but you still have to get the call right. And that's, right. that's, all the, that's what we've been talking about. This is not getting the call right, Giannis. Anyone that has watched this back, it's funny because I was listening to BBC 606. And what was interesting is that there was a Man City caller and he actually backed up what we're talking about. He said, you know what, Kevin De Bruyne, he dived. He basically said, I'm paraphrasing exactly what he said, but he was honest. And that's, I really appreciate the fact that a Man City supporter said that. I wasn't expecting it, but football supporters see this. And what drives me crazy, Max, is that we don't need this in the game. I want to get this completely out of the game. And it continues. And if we let these situations continue, then players are going to continue to do it. I think of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling. These are great players. I'll put Mitro in there too. They don't need to do this stuff. They absolutely don't. They don't need to do it. They're great players without it. They don't need to be doing it. Kevin De Bruyne is one of my favorite players. I was so disappointed that he did this, Max. Yeah, but I think there's 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 a through line of the things you mentioned, right? De Bruyne, Sterling, Kane. Yep. Players in big clubs, you know, maybe we'll, we'll call Spurs a big Okay, club so we're going to go back to them. the big six situation. William got fouled in a very similar situation last week against Everton. People are saying this online. Yep. A trip. Not a lot in it, but contact. I didn't think the there box. was a lot in it, to be honest with you. The big team gets that call. De Bruyne gets the, the okay. minimal contact call, and William doesn't because he plays for Fulham. That's what's so frustrating. It's not just that, you know, the refs are giving out cheap penalties. They're mainly giving out cheap penalties to big players on big clubs. Okay. So let me ask you this. And Giannis, I'm going to go back to you. How much is this the human element? The ref, it's at the Etihad. It's a controversial situation right in front of him. And if he doesn't make the call, what happens? What happens to him? Does he get influenced by the crowd at the Etihad? Or I'm thinking if he's concerned about it, let it go to VAR. Let it go to VAR. Let them take a look at it. But do you think it's possible that some of these refs are influenced by the home crowd and maybe being a big six club, as Max is saying? Well, if it is, it's inco incompetence and it's corrupt. I'm sorry. I, just, I, I, I'm, I, I, I know I, I spent, what, 27 years coaching and I had enough. As I got later on coaching, I, I stopped arguing with refs. It wasn't right. the way it was at the start, but towards the end it was. They have a difficult job. They do. But, they have, but the Premier League has the tools at their disposal to get the right call. 
And again, it's, it's you know, I watched um, an in incredible game of rugby um, Friday night. It was actually the World Cup, Rugby World Cup women's semi between England and Canada. It was a, uh, both semis were fantastic. The England-Canada was a, a one for the ages. The thing that got me, there were, there were a couple of marginal calls in that one where the referee, who was Scottish, wasn't sure and went upstairs. And both of them ended up being reversed. One for England, one for Canada. And again, it's not because it's the women. There's no argument. They know that the right call has been reached. And that's what you expect at the highest level. And, and you expect the adherence and consistency. Now, if I was to be a cynic, I could say, well, when Fulham become a top six club, we'll get calls like that. Right. And in, in many ways, I almost think, you know, it's like the I, NBA. I keep going back to the, yeah, NBA. the NBA. It's like I watch Jason Tatum now getting these types of calls that he would not get a couple of years ago because he's a star player. It's the Michael Jordan rule, basically. Yeah, it that's is. what this it, is. Yeah, it's a shame. But in the Premier League, and it it's irritating as Max is saying that it seems like it really is a big six situation. It could also be a star situation too, Max. Because the star players get these calls in all sports, and Deprina is a star. And I'm just saying it's it could be a double whammy here, Max. It could be who he is and also the fact that he plays for Man City. Yeah. I mean, it was just sickening to see because we were comfortable up until that point. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. And it, it, it kind of came out of not nowhere, but – Leno wasn't making save after save in the no. in stoppage time. It wasn't like we were just barely hanging on. We gave them a gift, uh, and, and they created it. And, and the announcer said it himself, he said, De Bruyne won that penalty. He won the penalty. See, that's the point. He won the penalty. You don't win a penalty. You shouldn't be able to win a penalty, guys. You should be rewarded a penalty, not won one. That's the issue I have, Giannis. I'm glad that Max put that out. He won a penalty. That's trying to create something, Giannis. That's what but bothers you, me. But you know what? I, I think, I mean, we all love Marco and his coaching staff and what he's done. Right. Tomorrow, this morning when he got up and he looks back at the, the, the game tape and he looks at the flow of the game and the changes, we, we were getting stuffed until the yellow yeah. red. I, I know that deep down he's going to look at that and go, you know what? We didn't do enough. We just didn't. And we you're probably right. Enough. We just. You are probably right. In we fact, I know you're around. right. We did. Yes. So second, because I have to. When when um, Pereira scores the goal, right? I'm thinking, okay, hold it till halftime. Have a Adjust. chat with the lads, and then just yes. come out. Just come out the buggers, because a couple of their players are. I mean, Grealish was having an absolute mare. Um, the, the defensively looked at uh, well. I want to talk place. about that coming up, Giannis. Because they weren't looking good, and and, and I thought well, the second half we go and we and we didn't. We and then you look at the bench, and that's another thing. The Khans weren't there yesterday, but I but I hope they watch the tape because when you look at what we did, looked at our bench, Marco's looking and he's going, Okay, who have I got on the bench? And then all of a sudden, you look and Pep's got he's going, Okay, we'll get Foden. Harlan's not even he's not even fit. <laughs> He's not even fit. I know it's a joke, start. but they can bring off the bench. Right. I know, and, but that's but that's because and I and I this is for the listeners and, and watchers just to think just right. think about this. And I'm not being jokey here. Okay, what would happen if we had Robinson, Reem, um, uh, Diop, 
Tete, Pereira, Palhinha, and William on the bench. Not as starters. We've right. lauded them all season for their great work. Right. But what would happen if for a second... If we had upgrades everywhere, basically. And it, now Marco's looking at the bench and going, hmm. And that's it. No, it's a fair point. Yeah, that's it. Listen, and the cards have to look at this now point. and go, right. The next try, if you really want to get better, the players that have done so well now, right? In a in a top top team, if you want to get there, have to be the players that are on the bench. That's an interesting a, a, way to look thing. at that. And no. Foden, Foden's a world class player, but Foden's I on know. the bench. I know it's cra- it's crazy. It's bench. I I know. I and they can do whatever really they want to do, and uh, we'll talk about Man City. The one thing that that I will say, guys, before we talk about the subject matter that Giannis was bringing up, because I want to talk about the intent and my thoughts about that is just to wrap this up. So I'm going to ask you both this question. We're talking about we're Fulham screwed. So I'm going to ask both of you this first to you, Max, did Fulham deserve a point? Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Did the point. Okay. Giannis did Fulham deserve a point. Yeah, I think we did deserve a point, but but the problem you got away from home at a club, a team like that, in front of 52,000 fans, is the longer it's level, even with the adversity of having 10 men, yep. something can go south. And that's You what always happened. get that feeling that something's going to raise. Almost you're, like, you're looking for it. And bugger if it didn't happen. Yes, we deserve the point. Absolutely. And you know, 2-1 we've lost to Arsenal. 2-1 yep. we've lost to Spurs. 2-1 we've lost to City. We've not disgraced ourselves. Not at all. We're in a good shift. This was one of those games where in the debrief tomorrow, oh, Marco gets him in and says, okay, this has to be about growth mindset, not deficit mind. We talk about this in schools, deficit mindset. Right. Growth mindset. It's not, okay, it's 1-1 versus 10. It doesn't matter if we've got 10 Pele's. We now should go for the three. We've got them by the throat, and we didn't. And, okay. and I hope we learn, because Newcastle, when they came to, uh, to the cottage, when that, what's his name? Chalaba got sent off. Yeah, They went for us. They, they killed I, us. They absolutely listen, murdered us. And that's I, what, what we have to adopt. I agree that with that, Giannis. And we're going to talk about that right now. The full lack intent. And I think it's pretty obvious that they probably did. But I'm going to caveat this topic with this, guys, because I've seen so many comments saying that Fulham were not brave enough. You've already mentioned this. They lacked the intent. And why was that, Giannis? So I'm going to ask you guys this question. How much did Fulham miss Mitro, BDR, and Cabano? How much did that affect this match and affect the ability to Fulham to go with that intent that you're talking about, Giannis? You didn't have these players. You had Vinicius up front. You didn't have the player who was going to bring other players into it, hold the ball up with like Mitro. I think if Mitro plays, you get the intent. I think if BDR plays with Mitro along with Cabano, I think you'd certainly get the intent you were looking for. I don't know if we had the players on the pitch at the time to do what Marco truly wanted them to do. I actually, when I watched it back, guys, I saw what they were trying to do. They really didn't change their strategy, so I understand the frustration of the supporters. They were still trying to beat them on the break, and they would be that pass would be just a little bit off and it would be intercepted by a Man City player. They were trying. They were trying to go quick. 
but they were not doing what you said, Giannis. They were not trying to dominate the ball. So I'm asking you, if these three players are involved, do you think it's a little bit different? This, this is a great question. I, I, we had William and Wilson playing out wide, so that's, that's right. your BDR and Cabana with Kenny. So say, what, say we put BDR and Cabano into the mix. I, I, and, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say no, because okay. I, I thought William played well. And Wilson, I was really unhappy with his performance against Everton when he came off the bench last week. I, I, okay. I was really vocal. But I thought he played well yesterday, and he did earn, get us that penalty. He did, he did earn us that penalty. And I thought for someone, who's, he, he, it was, there was a dramatic improvement. Now, Mitro, on the other hand, and I'm not going to take anything away from Vinicius. Okay. Vinicius, Vinicius uh, is not a Mitro. But I thought Vinicius worked really hard yesterday. I uh, thought he did bit, too, Giannis. I'm glad that you said that because he is getting some, some stuff, you know. Yes, he is. Because he's, he's not a, Mitro. He's not no. Mitro. And he's a bit of a Diego Costa. He's a bit of a poo stirrer. You know, you could see that yesterday. He was giving him some... He was being physical up there. He doesn't have the first touch, and he certainly doesn't have the range to drop 20 to 30 to knock a ball wide. But I thought he did a good job. Um, but we missed Mitro because the problem is when you've got Mitro out there, you change the focus of attack. You, you, you change... Um, it, it, if I'm a pep and I'm going, I look at where Mitro's development, I'm thinking, oh, mother... You know, he's not hes not this typical number nine tank. This guy can no. do other things now, and he's fitter and leaner. And he was a big loss. And, again, that was a decision made about his ankle and because United are next week, right. and we saw it like United are looking pooey. Right. But, yeah, Mitro was a huge loss. But the other two, I thought, would be would sort of there'd be a little bit of a slight against William and Wilson because I thought they had good games. Okay. Much as I love, Cabana's a massive loss. Don't okay. get me wrong. And but do you think well. that might have changed the intent? That we did not see from Fulham. Do you think if me, just Mitro's out there, yes, and then I'll go uh, to Max. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, okay. yeah. the way he's been playing, yeah, for sure. Because don't, wouldn't that affect how Man City played this match too? Big time. Okay. Big time. He's because Mitro's playing. He's playing that well. Right. And he's playing it with Knox. Right. So um, he's just a. Yeah. Right. He's I'm not trying to give the club a free yeah. pass here by no, saying no, no, no. they. Sh- they definitely should have played with more intent. I agree with the supporters that are saying that, but I'm also saying that they were hamstrung here, Max, especially that they did not have Mitra. I want to get your thoughts on it. I think it's obvious that they did not have enough intent. We could argue why, but I also think that there's a factor here, and the major factor is Mitra and the other two players. Yeah, I mean, th- there's no game plan to attack because the entire week Marco would have been focusing on off the ball. See, this is where I'm going. This is why I think there wasn't much intent. Their yeah, game I mean, plan was to do what they did, and I think to change the switch, to switch the game plan was going to be difficult with these players without Mitro. Yeah, and I think, honestly, you have to point fingers perhaps at the management of Mitro. Marco okay. Silva made the gamble that the Man City away match was a match where we were not going to get points. And to play Mitro would have been a risk. And he said, okay. I'm not going to take that risk. If, if this is, let's say it's um, Everton at home again, right? If, if right. this game is a different week, Mitro plays in a game which Marcus right. thinks is winnable. Because no one, none of us here, let's be honest, thought this game was even remotely a chance to get even one point, let alone three. But then we're thrust into the situation when we're, we have a man up and Yana said, we need to show intent. And that player is not there, not even on the bench. I think that's a mistake. I think put him on the bench at least, you know? 
because th- there was nothing. You know, Vinicius is not the player Mitro is. The wingers, although they're not, I wouldn't call them poor. Right. You know, I think Cabana's a miss. BDR perhaps a miss too. But we didn't. We just didn't have that mentality. Um, and and it was honestly a bit embarrassing. Even though it's Man City, even though it's away from home. No, I know. The team with one more person shouldn't be hanging on for dear life. And at times it felt like we had that mentality that we didn't know we were level. We didn't know we had a man up. We just I saw know, Max, Manchester but... City at the Etihad. Okay, so maybe this goes back to Marco and the coaching staff. As you said, Giannis, at halftime, get to half like you said. Why not change things up and go for it like you said? See, this is – I agree with you here. Because I understand getting to halftime, you have this game plan that, as very well put, that Max was saying, you've probably been working on this all week. And then you're asking the players, just like that, to change it up. And obviously, I don't think they were prepared for that. I, I, I think it's difficult to prepare for a situation where Man City's going down to 10 men and thinking, what do we do now? You should always be prepared for different things to happen. But I think the game plan, Giannis, was to do what they did, and now you're going to switch it up. Maybe they should have thought about that at halftime and said, how can we change the momentum here? How can we get the ball? Instead of really sticking with, like what you said, what they were doing beforehand. And you know what, Ross? I'm going to get absolutely murdered for this next game. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get it from the beginning of the show, too. The bullets are going to come flying. But I can't believe I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Something that Scott Parker used to say. Oh, here we go. Okay. I, I, wow. but, I but 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 hear me out. Okay. He, he used to talk about. Um, I, we're play, not talking play, fine margins, are we? No, but he used to talk <laughs> about players being brave. Oh, okay. And um, you you've got to be brave, and that is okay. where I think we needed not individual players, but collectively. Because remember. They do the job beyond the white lines. The coach does so much. Remember, he's got his bench and what you've right. got. Players on the pitch have to be brave. Okay. Collectively, they have to be brave. And what that looked like yesterday was a little bit more intense in terms of attacking. And that is a Scott Parker-ism that, was, that did come true. Because I think um, you, look at New, you look at Newcastle, again, when they played us at the cottage. Right. Not... Well, maybe not so similar, but they went for the jugular when we went down to ten. They did, and I would they rather. Did. And I would rather, honestly, have lost four-one yesterday if we went for it, knowing that it was a game where we weren't expected to get anything out of it, where we created something out of nothing. Okay. Then sit and sort of ponder, excuse me, and play chess, and then get burned okay. like that because that's the frustration. And I'm not going to blame Marco because okay. you've got a captain out there. You've got a vice captain out there. You have 11 professionals. You are a man up. Something has to give. I mean, maybe that was one of the things about bringing Tom Kearney on, that you're bringing right. the club captain on. Right. But it didn't. It just didn't seem to click. Um, and again, we're not deep. We're not deep. We're, no. Dan James comes running on. And I actually called it before. I said, if you, if you put him up front just to run around like a headless chicken, he might get a mistake out of them right but look we had to harris came on he ran about but we just our bench is not deep we're not we're no not. i agree Giannis. i i'm not going to disagree with you there but max i want to get your thoughts he's putting it a little bit on the players and i'm sorry Giannis. i think that's where you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, putting yeah. it on the players out there 
to be more brave as something that would Scott Parker would say a great deal and that they kind of just stuck with what they were doing the game plan. It didn't seem to change. In fact, the two best opportunities Fulham had, Max, were with uh, Wilson, and they looked almost identical. One in the first half, one in the second half. The second half, he just shot it really wide, but it was really a similar situation. It looked like they kept trying to do that. So did they really change things up? I don't think they did. I think they continued on the path from the beginning of the match as they were feeling as Man City playing with 11. I don't think they changed much when they went down to 10 men. I could be wrong, but it didn't seem like they really adjusted. I'm talking about Fulham. Man City adjusted. Fulham did not. Well, what's, what Silva actually said in the post-match interview was interesting. He kind of said... What did he say? Man City just shifted to three at the back and stayed right. their same attacking. Exactly. Which is which is funny, but it actually comes to comes to mind because it says Fulham they didn't see they didn't see Fulham as a threat. Normally when you go down to ten, you shift more numbers back and maybe take off a striker, take off a winger. Yeah. Man City said we're gonna keep our same attack and put three at the they back, didn't knowing sh- right. Knowing Fulham wouldn't show that intent, betting on it, which which yeah. is correct. But yeah, they were it was right. kind of genius by Pep because it, it it didn't allow us to to do what we thought we would do, which is normally when you're up to ten, you're up you're up a man, you control possession, you push the team back. City did that to us. Yeah, um, which was humbling, which was humbling. But that, that that's how football works when you have a team. I think the best team I've ever seen assembled ever. I think that's an incredible team. Let's be the, honest the bench, here. the bench and the starting eleven yeah. and and the wealth at their disposal. It is remarkable. So if there's ever a team who would humble you and embarrass you when they have a man fewer, it's going to be City. Okay. Yes, I hope you don't take offense to what I'm about to say, but with the darkness coming in, you kind of look a little bit like Alfred Hitchcock back there. So uh, uh, I mean, but I but mean actually, that in the nicest way. I mean, hey, you know what? Something, something was just said actually is going to be marinating because if that is the case and, and Pep did that, then that means no. Marco, Marco has to do better. Yeah, and you may you could. I mean, I I will defend him in the sense that he didn't have the horses, but if okay, based that rest of that game plan on the fact that Kinsella was off, but that they didn't fear what Fulham could bring, because he he was able to think about what the way Marco would coach for the remainder of the game, then Marco's approach has to change. So right. it's a growth point for him. That um, and uh, I'd say well played for um. Um, well played with with Pep, but um, it's one I think that if, the more he thinks about it, the more he'll go, oh crap, we should have, we really should have done a little bit more. I mean, and we battled so hard, but again, yep. these. Are, I think I'm that's the be... frustrating part here. Yeah, I think I can't. Exactly... Yeah, look at this and not say that the players didn't give everything that they could. The only thing I can say is that they stuck with the game plan that they had, and they were just going to play it the way that they probably were going through during the week. Um, they didn't, yeah. really didn't change it. They just stuck with it, and it didn't really offer too much. Like I said, you have really two opportunities. As we said, they're both from Wilson, really. There are a couple of other opportunities that they tried, but they just it wasn't enough. And part of that, and let's give credit to Man City, because Man City are Man City, as Max said. I think they're the best team in the world right now. And the fact that it took them in stoppage time to get a penalty that I think is cheating to beat Fulham, I think there's a reason to be proud of that. I, I think there's a re- as I said after the match, I'm proud of this team 
because they took who I think is the best team in the world all the way to the brink, and they had to they had to win it with a what I think of extremely questionable and I'll say cheating moment to beat Fulham. That to me says something about the team that we're watching, guys, is that they've come that far. You said it, Giannis. Arsenal, Tottenham, now with Man City. We've gone toe-to-toe with these teams, and they're beating us by a single goal. They're barely beating us. They're beating us, but we're hanging with them. That's progress. So I understand about being disappointed about the lack of intent. I, I agree with all that. But I'm still proud of this side. I'm just going to leave it there. Guys, let's move on. Let's now talk about what you felt like when you saw the starting 11. Giannis, I'll give you first crack at this. I know when I looked at it and I said, oh, no, Mitro. That's the first thing that I said. Yeah, that was the main talking point. And, and my first thought was, okay, we've got we've got our friends from Old Trafford next week. Uh, they have a midweek game against Villa in the, the Carabao, bah, 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 boo cup. <laughs> So he's, you know, Mitch is not ready. Uh, BDR is obviously suspended. Yeah. Um, William stays in. So do you bring Dan James in or do you bring um, um, our friend uh, Harry back in? And Harry came back in and it was a good decision. Uh, the other big decision, the talking point actually, was the the centre-back pairing. And I yes. think I'm hoping yesterday buried any sort of doubts in terms of the suitability of Issa Diop playing at the back. Because I thought he had an excellent game yesterday. He was, I thought, commanding. I think he looks a lot more comfortable with Tim Ream. Tim, they really didn't put a foot wrong yesterday. They, I can't... I mean, Leno, you know, the, the goal, the Alvarez goal, right. I think he won out come... He, he went back. He got a hand to the penalty from Hall and They fired. were targeting Tim Ream, though. They, they were, were. targeting... But he they held his own. He held his own. The back five, on the whole, held their own. And I thought yeah. Diop had an excellent game. But I mean, Mitra is a big loss. But Vinicius is—I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, yeah, you know that Vinicius is going to go out and work hard. He may not score. That's fine. But well, let me ask you this, Giannis: Do you think Marco was considering the Man United game for Mitro? Do you think that's a factor in all this? Rest him this week. One hundred percent. Okay. Because Manu are—I mean, what's the Villa game today? And I'm sorry, Villa are an extremely ordinary. We know that ordinary side. Absolutely. Um, Manu, ever since the Ronaldo nonsense kicked off, he um, Ronaldo has started the last four games. He's played ninety minutes in all four games. Right. And today he was given the captaincy. He looks a shadow of himself. They didn't have uh, Fernandez because he was suspended, but they looked so ordinary. And the goal that the goal that they scored was a was um was a sure twenty five yarder that took a, a wicked deflection. So there was an element of luck. And Villa, I'm sorry. Nah. So they're struggling. They're in a they're in a difficult spot. So he's thought, okay, we'll rest them a week. Yep. Let's get him ready for United at the cottage, of course. Gonna be okay. a full house. Um I, I still I thought that was a good decision. I'd okay. still stand by that. Yeah. Okay. Max, do you agree with Giannis? Do you think that Marco was looking a week ahead to Man United? That's the reason why we didn't see Mitro. It was more to protect him and get him ready for Man United. Yeah, and but also, you know, let's think about Mitro. He has a World Cup coming up. I'd say for Alexander Mitrovic playing in the World Cup for Serbia, it eclipses anything he'll do for Fulham. I just think that's how he views his country. I mean, he's one of the, if not the leading goal scorer, up on the charts. He's a legend okay. in Serbia. 
who's to say that Mitro isn't going in there and saying, hey, boss, I'm not up to it. I don't want to risk it. Okay. I there was know. actually interesting. No, no. You now you've raised a great point, Max, because there was something that came up on Twitter last night. We don't. I don't know the you know the the validity of the source. Okay. But stated that that that, that Mitro is actually back in Serbia right now. Oh wow. Uh, I, I, yes, and Colm's just actually posted it on the bottom here. He's just posted. Yes, and I read the same thing as you did, Colm. Now I don't know if that is true, whether he's maybe shut it down. And he's uh, whether he won't play, or maybe, or maybe he's gone back to, to Belgrade and he's got you know got some extra help with his ankle. They all have their okay. private insurance and what have you. It's a possibility. I hope not. But Max's point to what you know Serbia being the priority, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I, it'd be a shame. Um, but then, how many players would you put in that spot right now that are? will be playing scared. Well, that's what I was going to I was going to get there. In this yeah. final match, not just for Fulham, but in the Premier League and around the world. How many players could we see this week that are either playing scared or might not tempt if they're dealing with something to say, you know what? I don't feel that I should play this week cuz I'm not 100% and part of that could be because of the World Cup. And in which case we've made a big mistake because we should have a combination of Italian and Norwegian players. Because <laughs> Harland is Harland after, after next week is going to be on a beach. Right. And every Italian on the planet players will be on the beach. So if we'd had half Italian half Norwegians now, we'd be laughing. <laughs> but we don't. But we don't. But but just okay. aside, it's, I think it's, okay. I think it's a, a very serious okay. point. Look at the players that are not going to be playing. I mean, Pogba's out. Right. Chilwell is probably going to be out. Uh, Loftus Cheek will be planted on Jupiter sometime soon, <laughs> with a bit of luck. Um, but there are players with injuries, and this is right. Alf Alfonso Davis of Canada went off limping with a hammy yesterday for Bayern Munich. So there is, oh no, wow, yeah. So the, the, wow. there's a lot of nervous. And can you imagine? You know that you're going to be on that that I'm not. I almost said boat, but plane. The plane, yeah. And then the last game before, you're away to some schlup team. And then you get injured, and that's it. Could be the last chance you're playing Bournemouth. I hate that. Yeah, I don't Bournemouth. know why I thought yeah, of that. You're playing Bournemouth, yeah. or, or you're yeah. playing Nottingham Forest, or something oh. like that. Oh, just, just, and you get injured. Of Saturn right now. Do right. it now. No, no, listen, I think that it's just something to think about when we watch this uh, final match for Fulman and other matches leading up to uh, the World Cup. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the players react to it so i just thought i would bring that up okay it's guys nervy, right? it's nervy because a lot of their contract a lot of the, these players contracts are linked to bonuses and the, the possibility of yep. playing in the world cup so the, there's going to be i mean i'd be curious when we play man u yep and I, actually the premier league white how many players that would normally play may be held up because this is of course the first world cup that's done in mid-season right how many will i, I <sighs> hmm. It's going to be interesting to see. Okay, very good. Okay, coming up next, we're going to break down this match and we're going to end with Man of the Match. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Max, I'll go to you first, and we'll go through the key moments. But just overall, obviously, there are key moments that are going to dictate probably how you feel about the first half. But just analyze what you watched in the first half, and then we'll talk about these moments in the first half. Oh, looks like we lost Max once again. Hopefully, <laughs> you got him I don't know what's one. going on. I don't know. I don't know if Kevin DeBrunner keeps pulling the plug there. No Giannis. kidding. I don't know what's going on. So. Give me your thoughts on the first half. I thought it was very entertaining, actually. City came out and did what they do best. We didn't seem to be able to get a... There he is. It's Mad Max is back. The Wi-Fi is dodgy. I know what's going on. It must be De Bruyne. Or it's, it's Pep. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame it on De Bruyne. <laughs> yeah, I've always had a thing about the Belgians. No, um, it, they came out. We couldn't seem to get a touch. Um, it, it was, you know, it was... It was um, I mean, the Alvarez goal was well struck. But again, Diop's right. gone... Um, Diop. Leno's gone down too early. We've just hung around, and then it was a it was Pereira's brilliant ball that set up the challenge on Wilson, and, and um, yep, you know you're thinking oh, we don't have Mitro as our penalty taker. Who cares? Didn't matter. Pereira slots at home, oh. and it was a very very good first half, and it was cat and mouse. Remember, look, City just beat teams up for fun. That's I what know. They do. And we and we we held our own. I thought our shape was pretty good. Yep, um, and it, it was. It was entertaining, and I was pleased we went in at halftime and won one. I thought, well, we might get something out of this. Exactly. Exactly, Yanis. Over to you, Max, now that you're back and Kevin De Bruyne is leading hey, the Hey, Max is back. So let's talk about Man City's goal, and Yanis uh, just talked a little bit about it, so let's focus on that. And I thought that Alvarez was targeting Tim Ream. It didn't take much. He had just a little space. Tim Ream was basically closing him down just a little too late. And uh, But what are your thoughts about Leno here? Do you think, along with uh, Giannis, that he did not play this the right way here? Yeah, I mean, he he anticipated the ball going one way and, and it went right down the middle of the goal. It was hit well, but as a keeper... You he should have done better to, is what you're saying. You have to react. Saying. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I don't know how often we see this with, with goalkeepers, but I was shocked. That Leonard did that, honestly. Okay. He's a quality keeper, and he just – he gambled, and, and he looked quite silly because he went right down the yeah. center of the goal and yeah, hit off the bar. But if he doesn't die, that's that's a pretty simple save. Okay. All yep. right. Very good. Okay, Yanis, back to you. Let's talk about Fulham's goal. But before we do that, I want to get your thoughts on the challenge from Cancelo and 
What do you think he was thinking here? Because this was like something that I was watching today in the NFL. It's stupid. <laughs> it was a stupid challenge. And you know what? This is why I'm not as, um, you know, I'm not as rambunctious on Pep. Pep, when Cancelo came off, Cancelo's having a moan and Pep's going, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're just like, you, you were in the wrong position, wrong time. You didn't do the right thing. It's a stupid challenge. It's reckless. And he's got a red. He's got a red. I mean, it's, it, it was a good, it was a good refereeing call. Uh, and um, Cancelo can have absolutely no complaints. It'll piss me off if I find out that they've appealed and he, and it's, it's removed. Okay. But it's, but it's reckless and it was a penalty. Absolutely. And Max, without Mitra, does it matter? Because I'm a big fan of Pereira here, okay? I think Pereira is not getting enough uh, talk here. Not here amongst film supporters, but just internationally. I think Pereira's playing fairly well this season. And he just came up here and just slotted it home. It, it looked very easy. He did a great job here to score the goal. And, yeah, and it wasn't easy. That's a big no. pressure environment against Ederson, a good goalkeeper. Huge away pressure. Away at City. Yep. Great pen sends the wrong way. And, you know, as the commentator remarked, he doesn't get to take many for Fulham. Considering no. Mitro is very much number one. Just just a really great shot. And let's also give credit to Vinicius in the build-up, though. He did play. I'm glad that you're Wilson saying through. that. Yep. I don't think he had played a very good game, but we have to acknowledge in the goal-scoring um, play, Vinicius set up that penalty. Okay. All right. Right and by back. the way, I was Go going ahead, to say, Jonathan. just to look ahead, six, yep. uh, seven, because we play on next Sunday. Yep. Nobody on that pitch will be more motivated in that game than Pereira. Oh, oh absolutely. He's feasting off raw meat for the week. He's going to be so fired up. And I think he's been really a really pleasant addition this year. He's done, I think, played really well. And he's going to be so freaking fired up for that oh, game. I you totally know agree. I, I hope they start Scott McTominay. Just for fun, just, just so Pereira can spit him out of the sandwich. It's going to be fun to watch him because okay. he's going to be so fired up at the cottage against a team that basically discarded him. Right, basically didn't give him a chance, and he's going to. I can't wait to see this. This is going to be good old karma coming down the pipeline. Okay, excellent stuff. All right, Max, back to you. Let's just finish up talking about the first half with as we're talking about the approach of Fulham. So they score the goal. And they're down to 10 men. What did you see after this from Fulham? Is it similar to what we've been talking about, that they basically just kept doing what they were doing as feeling that Man City were with 11 as they are now with 10? They, they were just kind of shocked. I, I think they, they couldn't quite believe they're in the situation. And City ended that half with chance after chance after chance. Yeah. Leno, you know, we do have to give him credit. Yep. Great save. I think it was from Akanji off the header. Yep. Um, you know, Aki had a number yeah, a of headers too. Yeah. Shot after shot after shot. City ended that first half. And if you asked anyone who was a neutral, who just turned it on, oh, who's down to 10, they would have said full. I think that was probably one of the situations when we were most <laughs> retreating on our own half and just kind of, as Yana said earlier, just get to the half and hope to just regroup. To okay, very good. All right, guys, let's switch to the second half. And, uh, yeah, so I want to get your thoughts on what we've been talking about because as I'm watching this, I'm thinking nothing looks really different. They obviously made substitutions. And 
when you have the substitutions that Man City have, and then you see Fulham substitution, nothing against bringing him Tom Kearney, even bringing on Luke Harris is great. But when you bring on Holland and Foden, you're kind of screwed a little bit if you're Fulham. But what are your thoughts about what Fulham decided to do in the second half? I think the conditions played a part. You're going to bring Kearney on because of his experience. That was a good call. Dan James has not won me over. Um, he, he just looked, I don't know. I mean, he runs around well, but doesn't really do a lot of anything. Right. Harris was a very brave call, but I think yeah. if you're going to give him experience, do it now. Um, let me think, who were the, who were the other subs? And Babu uh, came on. Well, Mbabu actually did. I thought he actually did okay. Um, yeah. I was. I started swearing at the TV. My wife can testify to this. And it was, you know, um, it was. It, I wasn't saying Mbabu. I was saying. Oh, by the way, he... happy anniversary. Oh yeah, twenty-eight. Yeah. God. Max, I'll give you advice on that. Max. <laughs> okay. Mbabu, you remember? Do you remember the Seinfeld character Babu Butt? Yes. Yes. Babu. Yeah. Babu. <laughs> Babu. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, it might as well have Babu out there because I thought, oh, he's gonna this is gonna be a disaster. But uh, to be fair, yeah, to be fair, I thought I actually thought he played okay. Okay. Um, but again, it, you've just nailed it. Our, our, our strength and depth is a problem. And um I might have actually done something a little differently. I want to see Duffy get a little bit more time. I, I really do. I, I I think Shane Duffy in the air is very, very good. I think he, you know, at the moment, it looks like a little bit of a wasted loan. And I think he, he adds value. And interestingly enough, Tosin didn't come off the bench. No. Which, um, now you could then say, well, where would you put him? Well, are you telling me he can't play a right back? I think he probably could. So okay. I, I, I'm not sure. that maybe, maybe he's in the doghouse of Mr. Silver. But okay. just not, nonetheless, our, our bench just isn't good enough. And, um, you know, it's... Um, it's something that we're going to have to address in the January window, although it's going to be more prohibitive because you know what the cost of players are like okay. uh, in mid-season. Very good. Okay. Max, as I looked at the second half, and I just felt it was similar to the first half, like I've already mentioned. There was that opportunity from Harry Wilson. But as we're getting into the second half and they bring on Holland, I'm thinking it's only going to end up in the back of the net. It actually did. But this was the right call. Because this is why they have VAR. Was it close? Yes, but it was actually, I believe it was his leg, if I'm yeah. if I remember correctly. It wasn't the arm. It was actually, I want to say his knee or a leg here. So it was legitimate. This wasn't like fine margins. This was legitimate, but it was close. So they 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 really um got out of jail free card on that one. Then of course we have the end of the match, but just give me your overall thoughts on what was going through your mind leading up to the very end where we have, I think, Fulham being cheated out of a point. Yeah, I think, you know, as soon as you bring on someone like Holland and someone like Foden off the bench, oh, I, you have to, we, we have to kind of give up on the sense that, oh, we're still up a man. You know, we still have to attack. Now it's like, OK, let's let's protect what we have to two of the best attackers in the league are, are on the pitch now. And you could see the, the Fulham players kind of internalize that and start yep. to drop back. Um, but there were some moments when we had some counterattacks. You know, and Bob yep. was involved, Dan James involved, yeah. Kearney, Tete. There were some nice little passes. No shots from it, of course. But Right, but they were starting to move it. I, I'm glad that you're bringing this up. And, and it was that kind of weird, you know, 
juxtaposition of as the match went on, the game got stretched. And just as City kind of poured forward, we also had some more, some of the best attacking passes. Yeah, we had the, the whole third. match. Yeah. yeah. Came, came right before the goal. Um, and I just remember the commentator curse. He said, oh. Leno, it was two kind of goal kicks and Leno was wasting time. And he said, Fulham looked pretty comfortable here. And things like that, oh. you just always remember. Um, and I was actually just, and I think I have to take some blame too. I was just about to text my Arsenal supporter friends. I was going to say, you're We're welcome. helping you, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we already talked about what happened after that. Okay, so let's end talking about this. We've already talked about our feelings on this. Being, you know, again, is it cheating? It's, you know, we're full and screwed. We already talked about that. But Giannis, talk to me what you said to yourself or what you said to your lovely wife when this actually went down. I, I initially, I thought it was a penalty. Okay. Um, just, just from the, the and, and what, what was interesting that Robinson's reaction was like, oh God, did I just do that? And I thought, oh, and I, and I wasn't prepared to have a go on because I thought he had a good game and he's had a great season. So no, I think he's, he's been super, super. So, yeah. um, and then it wasn't until later on that you realize what's happened. But I thought there was an air from the 70th minute on, I thought there was an air of inevitability about the this outcome. Was gonna, something was going to happen. Yeah, something was going to happen. And actually, okay. Chris has just put something down here. I love this. Should Fulham send Dan James back to Leeds? I'll answer that. Yes. He doesn't give us any value right now. I don't, I'm not saying, I, I don't mean, mean, I'm not seeing it. I don't, I don't see what value he brings at, at, the, at the moment. And he's asked me if Madison should go to the World Cup. Chris, yes. James Madison is mint right okay. now. Mint. But no, I, it, was, it was, so what do they say about inevitability? Life, death, taxes. Yeah. Uh, 20 minutes to go against City up there against 10 men and we're sort of going, oh, yeah, yeah, it sort of, come. it was coming. It was just the, the dramatics of when it happened that sort of was a little annoying, but at least they played their hearts out. and uh, They did. Yeah. They did, Yanis. And I don't want that to get lost in all this because right after the match, I tweeted out, I'm proud of Fulham. They took mm-hmm. who I think is the best club in the world all the way to the brink. And then we have this situation that that's how they won. And they celebrated like they beat Fulham in the championship final. I'm talking about the the uh, Champions League final, not the championship final, the Champions League final. You know, I mean, I mean that, what does that, t- Max, what does that tell you that they were celebrating to such a point that they, and they beat Fulham and they yeah. beat Fulham this way. And I've watched videos from Man City supporters and they're treating this like such a victory. And I'm thinking, but you beat us. It, uh, yeah, I mean, Holland a... took off his shirt, you know, like yes. he won the World Cup. Um, yes. And it's funny. I saw an interview with him. He was nervous. He was nervous taking the penalty. Like, they put it, a it, lot it on a bad this. penalty. It was poor. You know, yeah. Leno should have saved it, in all honesty. It wasn't good. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, good, no. so let me ask you. I've got uh, Giannis's thoughts. When did it happen? How did you react? Well, when the penalty was given, they showed the replay, which everyone's seen it, and, and I was almost certain they were going to overturn it. Okay. Like, There's no way. There's no contact. I'm just waiting for VAR to come in, and it didn't. And, and then I was just kind of resigned to the fact that I it was probably going to go in. Um, yeah. And it, it, was, it was just gutting. Um, and and it was, that I think that moment hurt 
just as much as any moment this season. Okay. Fulham this season, we've had it. Let's just be clear. The first 14 matches have been exceptional. Yes. Have been some of the best times supporting Fulham in recent memory. We've gone toe-to-toe with the best teams in the world and very often come out with a very credible result. This was a real heartbreak. This is a real heartbreak. I I can't think of a moment this season when we were so gutted. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Dealing with this and dealing with how Fulham have started, I'm going to say this, and this might shock people. I think the Leeds United victory looks even better now. Look at what's going on with Leeds United right now. So maybe what Fulham have accomplished so far is even greater than we're giving it credit for because they are going toe-to-toe with all these teams and they're and they go to Ellen Road and they beat Leeds United and they've won matches that people aren't expecting them to win. I think we should be proud of this team. This is a disappointment, Max, but it also shows at the same time how far Fulham have come that you have Man City celebrating like they had won the Champions League final against Fulham. Think about that. Yeah. I think we'll learn a lot from next week, too, against United yes. at home. Yes. We're, getting, and we're playing a big team at home. Let's see what kind of atmosphere, what kind of fortress we can develop. We, are, we had a Liverpool match and hasn't really been one since. Right. No, I hear you. It should be interesting. Guys, let's end with talking about man of the match. Max, I'll go to you first. Who's your man of the match? Ooh, that's actually really tough. Um, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, that's <laughs> Uh, I, did, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I I might just have to say Harry Wilson because he created this. Without Harry okay. Wilson, there's no red card. There's no penalty. Okay. And he had the other big moment. So that's a Harry Wilson. He did. Harry Wilson. Interesting. Giannis, man of the match. Ruben Loftus-Cheek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now we're really – why don't you say Floyd um, I Oh, God. Who's he? <laughs> um, you know what? Um – I thought Pereira played very well. Okay. Um By the way, we don't have Harrison Reed next week. Don't forget, because he got yes. his fifth yellow. Yes. I'm. Go- you know, I'm going to give it to Issa Diop. I thought just he looked so calm on the ball. He looked assured. Um, he did, with Tosin. He you always see think he's got a mistake in him, um, and Diop seems to improve with game time. And I think, I think that Marco has him as the number one. Um, okay, so if he's the number one, yeah, is it absolutely... going to always now be Tim Ream? Or, yes. or does this give an opportunity yes. for Tosin to partner? No? He's not droppable. You can't drop Tim Ream. Okay. Because he, but one thing Max, do you agree do... with that? Yeah, I mean, at this moment, he's he's captain. He's captain. Unless he makes a massive string of errors, He's he's one of the first names in the team sheet. Which I think the only thing that scared me, and maybe it's Man City, and we can throw that away because it's Man City. Man City really targeted Tim Ream in this match. I I thought he played well, but you could see the weakness, the age of Tim Ream, definitely on on the right hand side. They were targeting the runs. They absolutely were. But how many teams can do that? Man City can do that. Yeah, and and that's the view. I mean, just watching the, the goal that was disallowed, the Holland's goal that was disallowed. Yes. Um, we, we've got to give credit to this kid. I mean, he is an utter phenom. He's he's, he's he is that good. I mean, that's crazy. He's, no, he's, I, he's I agree. Crazy good. I mean, he's and it's they spent sixty million on him to to think 
that Liverpool spent 85... Sorry, sorry about this one, Chris. But um, spent 85 million on Darwin Nunez. I know. Sorry, I mean, Chris. Do, Holland does... He does things and you just have to shrug and go, you know, what, what, what do we do? Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, Max was right that he didn't take the penalty well. Maybe Leno could have got down for it. Yeah. But City are a fantastic side. Oh, and they we are. went toe to toe with them. And um, this week, uh, Mark is going to need to do a little bit, you know, picking them up and what have you. But the last game before the World Cup, if you can't get motivated for playing Manu I know. at home, the boys will be frothing. BDR will be back. Tete. Will be will be will be will be there. Uh, I think now the only thing is going to be who do you do who do you bring in to replace Harrison Reed? That's going to be an interesting question. I think. Do you bring Josh Onomer in? Do you bring Tom Kearney in? Kearney, come on! I, I think that's obvious. No. Um. Who? I don't. I don't see another Shalaba. Yeah, bring Shalaba. Well, back. then then the question would be who plays in the sixth role? Would it would it be Palhinha? Yeah, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. No, no, Chala, Chala what? Chala, no. Okay. No, Chala, no. No, no, so, no, no, no. this is from Calm. I, I, maybe you guys oh, can gosh. confirm this. No Reed, Tete, both on five yards. Oh, probably uh, yeah. Mitrovic against Man United. The first, yeah, you're right. Calm's right about Tete. I think he is on five. Mitro, I still think that the love playing United will be fine. Okay. But we've got BD, we've got BDR in there. And Wilson, and let's not forget, you know, yep. we can slot. It won't be Chala because he's played his last game for the club. He's not going to play. He's not going to get a minute because okay. because Marco's got a Marco's got a memory, <laughs> and, and 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 good coaches do because it's once you're in that yeah. doghouse, it can. Mitra found this out two seasons ago. Once you get in a doghouse of some coach, it doesn't matter what you do, you'll never get back in the good books. Okay, just so, so you know, here's a comment from our friend Chris Goodwin. Darwin will come good. He is a work in progress. You don't spend that much money on a work in progress, Chris. I'm sorry, you, Chris. You just don't. Chris, I had the pleasure, I have to tell you this, and, and yeah, I'm betraying my age here, but I had the pleasure of watching Ian Rush. And Ian, Ian Rush, for me, is, I still think, the best striker Liverpool. Oh, you could say with Dalglish, but Ian Rush was just okay. not dissimilar build. But, but Nunez is a very, very poor man's Ian Rush. And okay. that's what I'm going to say. Oh, Ian wow. Rush was an okay. unbelievable player. And Nunez, yeah, he could come good, but oh, they miss Mane, by the way. They should never have sold yeah, money. To, to they told him this money, and yeah. I'll just say that they should be playing Fabio Carvalho more, Chris. I'm just going to say that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. just just my two cents. I've talked to a Liverpool supporter that says, "No, Harvey Elliott is the player." It's like, no, it's going to oh. end up being Fabio. Fabio's the better player eventually, and I think uh, Liverpool will find that out. And it's not a Liverpool show, Chris. We're not going to talk enough about Liverpool, guys. I do want to wrap this up, Mr. Cohen. Thank you so much for doing the show. I think you're going to have a very busy week, my friend. Final thoughts? <laughs> yeah, um, great great to have Fulham on the mind now ahead of a busy week. And it's great to see you guys, Ross yeah. and Giannis. Uh, Chris said we're the three musketeers. I, I like that. I do I like too. that moniker. I'll take I it. I do too. Well, you've got too. the beard. I think you're more D'Artagnan personally. <laughs> yeah. um, but but hey. Ross and I are the clean. I, I had a shade last night. I don't know. The clean shave and... I was thinking more of like the three stooges and I'm probably curly. So that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, but, but thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Giannis. Thank you very much for doing the show. Final thoughts before we go. 
great game yesterday. It's been an it, it, isn't it been is it weird? It feels a bit NF, NFL-ish this year. The Premier League. You've got yeah. of course Arsenal and City, but there's a lot of parity. Oh yeah. And, oh absolutely. Um, it, it, it it's uh, it's it's been in, it's been really interesting. And and actually, Villa beating United today. Us playing toe to toe with teams. Is oh, showing that's great. That you've got that there. And um, although the Arsenal Arsenal playing very well right now. I watched the match this morning, yeah, my friend. I did too. They are playing. legit. I've yeah. said this. I think Arsenal will have a shot to win the league. I think they're legit. And I bet Real Madrid are kicking themselves because when they picked, when they signed Martin Odegaard, who was oh, 17. What a great right? player. Yeah, and then they thought this guy was going to yep. be an absolute worldie and they didn't have the patience for him and he got thrown around on loans. Great player. And Arsenal finally got the best, get, oh, getting the best out of him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, guys, we do have to wrap up this show. As always, and as our friend Cole mentions, I didn't mention this at the beginning of the show because I wanted to really get going. Please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. And Cottage Talk is now part of the TalkSport Fan Network. After the World Cup, you should be hearing more about that from TalkSport, as I'm being told. So there's going to be a big push from them. So I just want to mention that. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. For Janos Janais, Max Cohen, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening Cottage Talk part of the talk sport fan network it's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match all your mates are around you've got your mcduggett share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app are you in i know i'm in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.